Shema Yisrael. Welcome to the broadcast outreach of Living God Ministries with Aaron Budgen. Aaron discovered Jesus is his Messiah while preparing to be a rabbi. He now teaches for several organizations and is the teaching pastor for Living God Ministries. Strongly distinguishing between the Old and New Covenants, Aaron presents the scriptures from a Judaic and historical frame of reference. Join Aaron now as he reveals the reality foreshadowed and the new life we can now experience because of what the Lord Jesus accomplished for us. I do get a lot of questions from people who, who are asking me about how to share their faith with someone else. Uh, sometimes it just is a matter of learning more about your faith and understanding what it what it is and really having a good idea about what you really believe. Sometimes it's just as simple as having a little bit more conviction about what it is that you believe and and finding new ways of expressing that. But in this program, and it's going to take a few programs after this, I'm going to do something unique. I'm going to speak to two different audiences at the same time. And so in these programs, the topic is sharing your faith with someone who is Jewish. Now, just as a person who identifies themselves as a Christian is a very open-ended identification because there are so many different Christians, so many different kinds in the sense of what it is that a Christian believes. And you will find that there are some Christians who call themselves Christians and others who do not believe hardly anything. They don't have much of anything in common with each other whatsoever. And so it's important to recognize that each person needs to be considered to be an individual in terms of what they believe and what is important to them. But it's also the same with a Jewish person. A Jewish person can can believe one set of things, and, and if you compare them with another Jewish person, they may not agree on much of anything. So it's important to recognize that, and in that case, I am going to be speaking about things in in generalities a lot, and and so some things you're going to feel are not really applicable to you, or they really are applicable to you, and and that's what makes something like this very difficult in order to make it useful for a lot of people, is because there is a whole lot of variety, and you're just going to have to have a little bit of patience and understanding as I approach this subject from that point of view. All right, now I'm going to begin and speak with the person who believes in Jesus as the Messiah. I'm going to start with you, and and if I may, please understand that when it comes to sharing your faith, what's really important is for you to know your faith and to know what you really believe. This is very important. If you're going to share things with other people, be sure that you do have some deep convictions about these things. And if you don't have deep convictions about some things, it doesn't mean that you can't share those things with other people. Just be sure that you're relatively honest about your concerns or about your limitations or about the fact that you're, you have some uncertainty when it comes to some things and just be honest about that. All right. And so if you just believe a little bit about Jesus being the Messiah and you want to share it with someone, that's great. That's fine. Just say, you know, or effectively find a way to communicate the fact that you are kind of new to the faith, that these are things that you are certain of and you just want to share those few things that you are certain of. 
There are a lot of things that you are uncertain about and that you are looking to discover these things more. And if you're honest about this, I think that the other person will be very receptive and they will they will understand and they will be willing, more willing to hear what you have to share, even though it may not be as impressive as you probably would like it to be. Another thing that I'd like you to get in touch with and understand, please, is that when it comes to sharing the gospel, just because they are someone else, and in this case, I'm going to be focusing on the subject of witnessing to a Jewish person, just because they are a Jewish person, it doesn't mean that you need to witness or testify of your faith in some special way. What I mean by that is that the way that you witness to a Jewish person is the same way that you witness to a Gentile person. And the word Gentile refers to anybody else who is not Jewish. It's the same way. You witness to a person in the same way because the gospel is the same. Jesus is the same person. And so you don't have to specifically think in terms of what is the way to witness to a Jewish person? What is the way to witness to a person who considers themselves to be a Muslim? Or what is the way that you witness to a person who identifies themselves as a total atheist? The way is really the same in the sense that Jesus is the same person. The gospel is the same gospel. And so you you need to get in touch with that and and have some confidence in that and understand that the same God is the same God for everyone. That you don't have to somehow come up with a different gospel. There is not a different gospel for the Jew as there is for the Gentile. And there's not a different Messiah for the Jew as there is for the Gentile. I mean, from the Jewish person's point of view, they would say that there is a different Messiah in the sense that they believe in a Messiah who's different. But from a a Christian's point of view, if we believe that there is only one Messiah, then that's what I'm referring to as I'm speaking to the believer in Jesus. It's the same person, and so have confidence with regards to what you believe and understand that People are, of course, different, but don't be intimidated by those differences. All right. So what you'll discover, though, is that there are a few things that you might want to keep in mind when it comes to witnessing to a Jewish person. But again, it's not going to be any different than witnessing to someone else. All right. Now, let me take a moment and speak with the Jewish person who does not believe that Jesus is the Messiah. The first thing that I would ask of you is to try to have patience and understand that what I just described is that people do have a variety of beliefs. And just because you listen to one Christian person doesn't mean that when you listen to another Christian person that they are going to be believing the same things because there is a big variety. Just as I'm sure you're familiar with the differences within Judaism where you have the ultra-Orthodox, very religious people, and then you have the highly reformed liberal Jew, a non-religious person, there is a great variety within Judaism. And so when a person speaks about a Jew, it's the same thing. And so please understand there is great variety within Christianity, just as there is great variety within Judaism. Wherever you fit within within that Judaic subject is your own personal space. 
The other thing that I want to encourage you to think about a little bit is that if you're going to approach this kind of subject, please be honest. All right. Please be honest about who you are, about what you believe, and don't talk about subjects that are not important to you as if they are. And I'm going to be very serious about this because this is a common thing to do to say, oh yeah, let's talk about, let's talk about something that, that seems really interesting,、uh, but really isn't that important to me. Don't talk about those things as if they are really important to you because what you're doing is you're establishing a relationship with someone, even though quite likely it's a temporary one, a very temporary relationship. But you're establishing a relationship based on dishonesty. Based on dishonesty. It is not a real relationship. And so in effect, if I may suggest, you are really wasting your time. And you're wasting someone else's time. And so my point is, is that I want you to consider that life is very short. Life is important. Don't waste your time with things like that just for the purpose of Resolving maybe some boredom or something. And this, of course, goes for lots of people. I'm not saying that this is a Jewish issue. It certainly is not. It's a common one. But I find that with our Jewish personalities, and I, I am Jewish, and I don't consider myself to be non-Jewish at all just because I believe that the Messiah is a different person than what most of my rabbis thought that the Messiah would be. But for us Jews, you know, I, I generally find that we have a certain way of thinking on occasion. And I feel very, very confident in speaking to you about this and tell you, look, you know, have honest conversations, have honest relationships. Don't waste your life. It's very precious and very valuable. All right. Now let me go ahead and turn back to the, the, the Christian, the person who's wanting to share their faith and And let me share this with you, all right, that there are two different categories that I want you to keep in mind when it comes to talking with others about the Lord Jesus. The first category has to do with people's needs, all right? And believe it or not, this is a simple one because everyone has the same fundamental needs. We all have the need to be loved. We all have the need to be accepted. We all have the need to have meaning and understanding in our lives. We want to know about the world that we are a part of and understand it and be an integral part of it. We all have the need for purpose. We need to have a definitive purpose in our lives to say, this is why we exist. And so we all share these kinds of needs. Everyone has these. We all have a need To be spiritually connected as well, we have a need to know our God, even though a lot of people will deny that that need exists. It's there, and there will always be stages in our lives where this surfaces and becomes an issue. And the reason why is because our God, we do have a God, it is real. He designed us. We have been specifically designed by our God, and there's an abundance of evidence to show that for us to be in existence from a scientific point of view, we had to be, we were definitely designed. Something as complex as who we are certainly could not have happened by accident or by some evolutionary set of stages. That just isn't real at all. We were designed. By default, there is a designer. And this designer is our God and he designed us to be a certain 
kind of living organism, a certain kind of individual. And this person who we are, we were designed by our God to have these needs. Love, acceptance, meaning, purpose, to be connected with him. He designed us to be this way. But he also designed us in a way that the only way that we will experience complete fulfillment for these needs that we have is through our relationship with him. In other words, we will never be able to, to, to have our needs met, not to the degree that would complete us. We're never going to experience that with anything in the world. Our God designed us so that we could only experience that with him. And so until a person has a true and honest interactive relationship with their God, these needs are never going to be fulfilled and will consistently, constantly draw a person to the topic of spiritual things throughout their life. All right, And everyone has the same kinds of needs, except some people may have a little bit more of a need for one thing versus something else. For example, some people may feel very needy when it comes to the subject of love. Others may have a deeper desire for acceptance and not really be that interested in love. Uh, some people may have a, a deeper interest in purpose in their life, and they don't really care too much about acceptance. And so there are, of course, variations, but this is one of the ways in order to describe how people are individuals. People are individuals. They are unique and this is the, one of the ways to kind of describe who they are as a person with regards to what is important to them. Okay, now the second issue that I want you to get in touch with and be aware of is that everyone has their own unique obstacles, their own unique obstacles when it comes to believing that there is a God, believing that Jesus is the Messiah, that Jesus is God manifested in the flesh. There are different obstacles that people face. And so if you're going to share your faith with someone else, it's very important to understand the obstacles. This is what makes this subject important and why it is valuable for me to tell you about these things, especially when it comes to a Jewish person, because in, in many cases, people don't really understand the kinds of obstacles that a Jewish person has to face when it comes to considering whether or not Jesus is the Messiah. All right, now these obstacles are, of course, not unique to being Jewish because there are lots of other people in the world who, who have the same kinds of obstacles. And you will probably relate to these obstacles and understand that in the Christian world, when it comes to believing certain doctrines, their obstacles are identical. They're just found within a different group of people, within a different community, with a different, within a different culture. And so it's, it's similar. It's the same thing. Just like people have the same kinds of needs, so also people have the same kinds of obstacles. And so I'd like to remind you again, witnessing to a Jew is really no different than witnessing to anybody else. You just, you just need to identify and, and be, and be sensitive to the kinds of obstacles that a Jewish person faces. All right. Let me give you an example. If I, if I may speak with the, with the Jewish person, in this case, this program is a, is, is being presented to a dual audience. Now, you certainly know, you know, as, as a Jewish person, 
you know that there are some serious obstacles to get through if you if you want to consider believing that Jesus is the Messiah. You you know exactly what those kinds of obstacles are, and you know that being a Jew, depending upon what family you're in or what synagogue you're a part of, or if you're not a part of a synagogue at all, you know that it, it varies, of course, depending upon what what involvement you have in what Jewish community. All right, the first obstacle that you're going to have to deal with, and you know this, is what will change with the relationships that you have with your family. You know this. You know very well, I'm sure, that your family relationships, if you have a family that uh, that that considers the subject of religion to be important, you know that if you believe that Jesus is the Messiah, that you are going to experience rejection from your family. And so the decision that you're going to have to make, and of course this rejection will be different depending upon the, the person, but you're, you're going to have to make a decision. This is, this is your decision in many ways. You're going to have to make a decision of what is more important to you. What is more important? And, and I want you to understand that the issue is not about some intellectual enlightenment or some intellectual decision about what belief system you're going to embrace. The real issue here is, are we talking about something that is true or something that is not true? That's really what it comes down to. Because if it is, if, if it is true that Jesus is the Messiah, if that is true, then that is going to be the issue with regards to what your decision is going to be. Will you value your relationships with your family members, with your parents, with your children, with your cousins, with whoever? Is that going to be more important to you than the truth? That's what you're going to have to face. That That's going to be the topic. Are these relationships more important to you than what the truth is? And what happens if, if this is the issue? What happens is that I'm going to be asking you, what is more important to you? Is it important to be an honest person? Or, it is, or is it more important to be a dishonest person? All right. Now, if you want to be honest and say, that your relationships with your family is more important than the truth, then you're being honest about your desire for dishonesty. That's, that's what it is. You'll be honest and say, yes, the truth is not, is not as important to me as my family relationships are. That's, that's just the way it is. And, and if you're going to be honest about that, be honest about that. That is a good thing that you're honest about that. But I want you to think about this, and I want you to remember this for a long time, and I think you will. I think it's going to bother you after a while, where you're going to realize that you're living a dishonest life, that you have made a decision that you will be a dishonest person because the truth is not as important to you as other things. And if that's what you want to decide, decide that. And if people want to talk with you about the Lord Jesus, 
you tell them, you make it clear to them, and 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 just let them know. Look, you know, you may believe the truth, and what you believe may very well be totally true. But I am not going to believe what you believe because my family members, those people who are close to me, are not going to like me anymore. They are going to reject me. I might lose my inheritance. I might lose my job. It could be that your employment is highly tied to your your Judaism, to your Jewishness. And what does it mean to be a Jew for most for most Jews? It means that you are not a Christian. That's in general. That's what it means. If people were to ask ask you, what does it mean to be a Jew? You could answer and say, it means that I am not a Christian. And I think you should know. I think you know exactly what I mean by that. Because if you have any association. With the Jewish community, and I and I understand that there are a lot of Jews who do not, but I have to speak in generalities. Referring to a Jewish person who does have substantial ties with the with the Jewish community, you you should know that you can believe anything you want. You can be what what some people will call a bujou, you know, a Jew who believes mainly in Buddhism. Who's into the yoga scene and stuff like that? Not, not that there's anything wrong with that, but you know, I, I think it's a good thing. But they identify themselves as a buju, or you've got the Hindu, you know, the, the 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 Hinduistic Jews who believe more in Hinduism. You've got Jews who who do not even believe that a god exists. This this is okay. You can believe that there is no god at all. And you can be a good Jew in the Jewish community, all right. So you 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 should know if you have enough enough reasonable contact with the Jewish community that that you can believe anything you want, anything whatsoever, or believe in nothing, and you will be perfectly accepted as 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 a good Jew just fine. But if you say that Jesus is the Messiah. Then you know a lot of people will say you are no longer Jewish. In fact, you are the enemy now. You are you are defiled.、Uh, you're the devil. You know、uh, that's how it often is. So when you make a decision to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, that's the kind of obstacle that many Jews will face. And you'll have to acknowledge that if you are going to decide. That Jesus is the Messiah, it has to be on the basis of truth. But remember, if if a person can be anything and believe anything, believe that there is a God, believe that there is no God, you know, you can believe anything you want. Well, these these this collection of different beliefs, they are many of them oppose one another. All right, that's a way of understanding. That within these communities, within within these groups of people that you are associated with, it is by default a confession that the truth is not important. The truth is not important. You can be a good Jew, if you know, no matter what you believe, as long as it's not in Jesus. It's an it's a confession. It's a way of understanding that the truth is not a part. Of Judaism, all right. Judaism is not interested. It's not. It's not about 
what is true or what is not true. It doesn't matter if you are honest or dishonest. And in fact, when you reject the importance of truth in your life, by default, you have accepted dishonesty. You are effectively saying that dishonesty is acceptable and it is going to be a reflection of our experience because truth is not the primary objective. Truth is not of primary importance. And so what you have is you have by default something that is not real. Because if it is not true, it is not real. And I need to say that again. If it is not true, it is untrue. It is not real. So whatever people define, while they may call it their own reality, it is absolute fantasy. It is fantasy in their own minds. Whatever a person has, if, if, if they recognize, if they recognize that the truth is not important, then they recognize by default that they live in an absolute fantasy. And I think this is a serious issue, and I will continue with this in the next broadcast. Thank you for listening. This program is the first program in the series that I produced on the subject of telling a Jew about Jesus. And at the end of this program, I mentioned that there are obstacles that a Jewish person will face, and one of the decisions that they have to make when it comes to the subject of believing in Jesus as the Messiah is they will have to decide if their family relationships are more important to them than the truth. And in many cases, people choose that the truth is not as important as their relationships with their family or with their community. And in the next program, I will continue with this and also explain that in the Christian world, it is the same thing. In the Christian world, we often have a struggle of believing the truth about the implications of what Jesus did because the risk of having disagreements can result in the same kinds of consequences. And I will continue with this in the next program. You've been listening to the broadcast outreach of Living God Ministries. You can hear all of our programs for free through our radio archive at livinggodministries.net. That is, livinggodministries.net. Do help us develop new radio programs and continue broadcasting on this and other radio stations. Send your contributions to Living God Ministries, P.O. Box 383-53, Colorado Springs, Colorado. 80937 or use the donation link on our website livinggodministries.net that is livinggodministries.net Thank you,